intricate choreography, multiple wardrobe changes, aerial acrobatics, and a whole lot of butts. It's mostly butts. Fits right into the show, am I right? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for another exciting and chilly episode because it's fucking 19 degrees out right now. Episode of Between Two Butts, the podcast that lets nothing slip between the cracks. I'm Jay Tilly and I'm live in the man cave in Manassas, Virginia. With me, as per usual, is my gal pal from the DMV theater scene. She's the lady butt stuff to my Captain Butthurt. She's that Gemini who's a little bit sweet and a little bit catty. She is Becca Harney. Hello, many meows. I'm tired. Right. I, I think we're all <laughs> mm, and cold. I'm tired, cold, and we need coffee, and this is going to be a fun episode. Well, for those of you who are new to our little program, uh, welcome. We're, we're so glad that you're here. For those of you returning, oh, Becca, and Becca, Becca to... is flaunting her coffee there. She's just holding it up to the screen, and, I and have a like, she's got her mine's hands bigger. clapped around it. Mine's I, bigger. This is... this is like a fifth of what I need. And it's a very tall mug for our listeners who are new and are. This is ounces. huge, okay, and it's like wait. silver. Right. It's silver. See, it, it's it's awesome. And the thing I love about this thermos, it comes from my wife and our creative consultant, Melissa J. York Tilly. It keeps everything really, really hot for hours. This is my Christmas present from Abby. Where uh, nice. there's a little section of chalkboard on this on this mug where she can write whatever she wants to. And so we're trying we're trying to learn some Spanish for our honeymoon. Or Abby's uh-huh. trying to Abby's right. trying to learn some Spanish for our honeymoon. We're so, so tired from like a coffee, we've forgotten that we need to do the intro. Oh, there we go. Well, you know, let's let Tyson right, talk about his when, when I'm tired and I haven't had coffee, I get a little sassy. Oh, I'm sorry, Jay. I get a little Jay sassy. Needs to, Jay needs to announce. Me. Jay needs Excuse to announce. No, it's totally cool. Okay. Totally cool. All right. Anyway, for, for your listeners who are new, welcome. Returning listeners, welcome back. Don't know why the fuck you're here, but we love you. Please keep coming back so we have a reason to keep doing this because we love it and we love you. Mm-hmm. But anyway, for those of you who are new, Becca and myself, we love discussing things that we're involved in. The theater, cosplay, improv, so much more. But we love getting into the nitty gritty. We love getting into butts and other kinds of naughty things. It comes down to butts. And stuck in the middle of all that is the guy who's bragging about his coffee mug. He is our glorious producer editor with his great mug. Uh, he's also lovingly known as the Godfather, the Professor, the rest of Virginia Street, the Master of Old Tabby. Yes. On the Wando Detrail, he's a rover, a wanderer, a nomad, vagabond, call him what you will. Not today. He's the Levi man. <laughs> nope, not today. <laughs> he's the Levi man, even without the beard, Mr. Babyface. Or without and the beard, course, I'm wearing pajama he's, pants. He's a... T- <laughs> Levi should flannel. be pajama. I want, I hope I want I hope Levi pajama flannel. pants. Uh, but he's also because he's in the comic strips, he's our stripper. He's I have Mr. something Tice. to say about that today. Okay, he's Mr. Right. Tice Rust, and if you're really daring, he is Sice Rust. Okay, because Sice, which is spelled S-I-C-E, in mm-hmm. India, is a servant employed to look after horses, drive carriages, etc., and in Malaysia is a driver or chauffeur. And let's face it, Tice definitely drives this podcast. He keeps us in line. He looks after us in our between two butts stable. And also, I've been told that I'm a stallion. That's it. 
Okay. I look at, think... Becca, look at the size of my coffee. It doesn't matter. Right. Okay, let's, be honest, let's be honest. You're over. Jay's a little. Jay's a little preoccupied with his size this morning. I can see. Also, also, you know, also, I've seen. I've, I've Becca, seen. I saw an article Becca, this on is my the, feed this morning. This is the one thing that um that I I I'm glad is oh on me this big, right? You know. Oh my god. Also, oh this God. is the most we've heard Tice talk in Sorry, the entirety I, of our I know. Podcast. You know, I was about I'll, to I'll say, I was about to say, rather than drive this podcast, I tend to be the guy who puts on the brakes. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. Mm-hmm. And we I'm do. sure I'll be doing that at some point. But, uh, you know, I saw, a, I saw an article on my feed this morning where there was a guy who says that he lost an inch and a half of the length of his dick. Really? After contracting COVID. What? What? Yes. Damn. It's called COVID dick. See, that, that would make thing? me. And I saw that... at first. Now, wait, I saw this. The first source that I saw was New York Post and New York Post. OK, OK, okay. okay. New York Post. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But sure. Uh, there was also something in Newsweek about the same thing. I think they talked to the same dude. So if you are a person who a dude who's not very concerned about catching COVID, just, you know, it might concern you a bit more if it affects you down in the trousers. This I was is really, true. I was really hoping when I got the vaccine, when I got the microchip, microchip one, microchip two, and then the booster microchip, I was, I was really hoping that that would add an inch each time. But I knew, I knew you were going to say that. It never happened. You know what? Melissa might be very happy with just the I, way you are. Just the way you are. <laughs> Thank it's like you. The, it's like the rest of my body I want smaller. <laughs> but I want well, muscles but, bigger. But, I want bigger muscles, but like but the rest I of want a want, big dick. I want to be what? able to if I'm sitting at the deep end of the pool, I want to be able to drop it down like an anchor and touch the bottom Ew. of the five foot pool. Wow. I had a, I had a fraternity a brother say that one time. He's like, I've got five feet. And so my other fraternity brother was like, Well, five? I guess when you I guess when you sit at the deep end of the pool, you it touches the bottom. I mean, okay. <laughs> anybody that's where are you anybody, putting that thing? I know anybody I bragging that they have like a like five foot long penis is like full of shit. The logistics of that would be like that's it's at some point it's an inconvenience, right? Also, yeah, it, why yeah. are they talking about the size of their junk in front of other guys? Like, it's I don't talk do. about I don't talk about like how my vagina is in front of other women. But you, you guys will talk about <laughs> your boobs, right? Like you'll you'll get you'll talk about okay. boobs. To be honest, to be fair, hold on. <laughs> right, time, right. you, you did time the timeout. Oh, you did the Zach be, Morris timeout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, foreshadowing. Hold on. Foreshadowing. To be honest, if people can't realize I have big knockers, then they're blind. Right. So I don't need to cleavage. talk about my boobs. For our, our listeners uh, who are new, especially like Becca, her cleavage is legendary in the cosplay world. Uh, uh, no, no. Really? And every time you do a photo, like either me or Melissa or both will we'll post boobs b-e-w-b-s boobs <laughs> yeah yes it's true it's true my, my, my boobs are actually i'm trying to get them smaller because uh, you know i want them to be a little bit more peck and less boob because that's I the mean, thing about when you're really obese like i was years ago and then you lose all that weight you kind of like my man boobs aren't as bad as they were but they're still not quite peck some kind of like some of that's gonna have to be surgery but i'm like if i can get down mm-hmm. to like an a cup or a b cup i'm pretty happy <laughs> you're like hey i'm doing good guys yeah there we go our bodies, they're never perfect, you know? They're, they're going to be we what they're going to be. We are never happy with our bodies. Let's be honest. 
Now, all right, comics. <laughs> you said you said something about you know you always have stripper. your thing in your the yeah, stripper, stripper, right. stripper. All yeah. right, and yeah, that whole getting that whole monologue out. I'm so glad he's got the body for it. Am I right, Becca? Yeah, to, re- to read comic strips. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's absolutely so. If you've heard the previous episode, previously on Between Two Bucks, we did the uh, table read of Mary Worth. Where, <gasps> yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Wilbur was yeah. mad as his girlfriend's cat, and they ended up breaking breaking up about it. And then they were doing mad karaoke at each other. Uh, so right. we were we saw the where the strip was going from there, where they got back together, which was nauseating, <laughs> and they were going to go on a cruise. At the moment, Wilbur is unaccounted for. He fell off the boat. He tried. He got oh, drunk. God. He got drunk. Okay. He tried to do I'm King of the World, and he fell off the ship. Ah, okay. And he has not yet been recovered. And so the Merryworth <laughs> world is in hysterics. <laughs> That's crazy. Because a lot of us want to see Wilbur die. For our listeners, that was in our, our very last episode, uh, 52, I think, right? Yes, This is episode 53. So. Mm-hmm. That was episode 52. So yeah, definitely check out. We've done a couple of Mary Worth readings, so definitely check that out. But Wilbur is kind of douchey, and when you put douchiness into the universe, the Kraken sucks you down into the water. And I, I, I don't think, that's think what he's happened dead. To him. I don't think he's dead. <laughs> he's like a super villain, or just, he's like the villain yeah, on the soap that keeps people... coming back. But people hate him so much. What's it do? That like that like they're not gonna kill him off. The writers are gonna be like, no, we can't. Unless you see a dead body, they're not dead. It's, it's just true. like comics and soaps. Because on like Days of yeah. Our Lives, how many times that did was the greatest. Stefano Demera come back and shout. Yes. And, you know, let, let's all have a moment of silence for Joe Mascolo who passed away a few years ago. But they Aww. still keep bringing Stefano the character back somehow. Either what they do now is I, I don't watch the show like I used to, but my mom still does. She's been watching it since day one. It's but so she said nice. what wow. they do is now they bring in his long lost nephew or his long lost son from another woman, and yeah, of he's got course. like an extended family. And they all look like him. So, Becca, can you do the Zach Morris timeout thing again as a segue? I do put my knitting down. <laughs> Becca is so Time engaged. Out. Do it again. I'm sorry. Timeout. Time okay, I was we like, what? That was delayed here. <laughs> This is time out. Yes, yes time there, out. there it is. Okay, there no, it is. No, no, we, we I don't watch tea. It's a tea football. Speaking of, of Zach Morris, you know, we, we've talked about Saved by the Bell on the show. We all, we all love that old show, that old chestnut. I, I actually, I'm enjoying the new one. I haven't seen season two yet, but the new one on Peacock is cute. It's cute. But Saved by the Bell has to do, and Zach Morris has to do, with the ninth greatest thing on the interweb. And for our listeners who are returning, I've been unveiling the greatest things on the interweb. So this is number nine. Let's just have a quick recap. But don't worry, Tice. I've got notes this time. I'm going to roll right through these. I was going right to say, wait a second. Wait I'm going to roll right. I've I want got you to micro-machine this shit. I've got to micro-machine it. But I've are got... you going to do the full countdown of all the ones we've done? Of course yeah, he is. I've got, I've got, but I've got, I'm going to save it this time because I kept deleting it. So I'm going to save it. I've got the episodes and everything. Oh all right. God. So. So number one of my greatest things on the interweb was uh, it was y'all motherfuckers need Jesus, the goddamn gallows. You can hear that in episode eight. Number two was the wind of God, parts one and two. Kenneth Copeland, the crazy televangelist and his COVID-19 rap. That's by what the fuck bra and Satan everything. It's episodes 14 and 29. 
The third one, which I think is Tyson's favorite and Becca's favorite, Commando the Musical, feeding the deer, Ginny yeah. and me. That's uh, by Lucky Lambs, Alan John Kaplan. That's in episode 22. Uh, we have the metal cover of Toto's Africa, Leo Maracchioli and Frog Leap Studios. That's episode 32. Number five was Brickleberry, Republican Jesus. Jesus came to Earth in a ball of fire, killed all the dinosaurs. Yeah, episode 35. Awesome. Number six, No More Fucks to Give by Thomas Benjamin Wild Esquire. That was the, the ukulele guy. What a great song. It's, it applies to so many situations in life. Episode 44. I think that's number seven. my favorite. You like that one? Okay. Go on. I oh. thought you would like uh, number seven, Bro Science, Most Alpha Back Exercises. It's cool. Episode 48. Okay, it's you fine. Know, I, I'm <laughs> more than just I'm more than just that, Tilly. Don't reduce me. <laughs> wow. I'm more than just muscle. Shut up. The tea is get, piping get hot. The tea is piping hot today, gentlemen. The tea. All right. The tea is for and then, dice. And actually, in the the episode we just did, episode fifty two, Titanic two, Jack's back. The, that uh, is the, my favorite. The fan trailer. Oh my god. Oh, is it okay? That, that was, was by Derek Costner Productions, episode fifty two. <gasps> okay. Yeah, Tice didn't even have that in his top ten. Titanic's a work of art. So. Even now, I have no reaction to that. <laughs> okay. Well, let's see how you feel about this, Mr. Tice. So You're... let's go. Let me let me play this. This is right. number nine, the greatest things on the interweb. Here we go. Zach Morris is trash. Jessie is frantically guzzling coffee so she can stay awake to study for a geometry midterm. She tells Zach her dream is to go to Stanford and she needs straight A's to get in. Zach's not worried about the midterm because he says he always sits next to a nerd and cheats. Lisa and Kelly tell Jessie to relax because the midterm Great. isn't until Friday and they play a song on the jukebox they can all sing along to. Zach sees this nice moment and instantly wants to turn it into a way for him to get rich. He says a friend of his dad is a record producer looking to sign a girl group. Zach says he'll be their manager and they'll make a fortune. Zach asks them to drop everything and go audition for this strange man right now. But Jessie says she doesn't have time, you know, because of the whole studying and dream of going to Stanford thing she was literally just talking about. They tell Zach they just sing to relieve stress and have fun, usually in the lockers. This gives Zach a in great the lockers? idea. Zach sends Screech undercover into the girls' Good locker room to trick the girls into singing into a concealed microphone. His record producer contact loves their locker room demo and wants to play it for his boss. Jessie is outraged Zach would record them like that, until Zach tells her the producer liked her voice the best, which is certainly a lie because all the girls were singing at the same time into a broomstick. <clears throat> Slater sees Jesse has been taking caffeine pills to stay awake. Slater warns Jesse these pills are very strong and potentially dangerous. Jesse ignores his advice. Zach shows up the next day with big news. The record label loved the demo, but there are three other girl groups they're considering signing. Zach says they'll make up the label's mind for them by creating a music video to show off their hot teenage bodies. Jesse says she doesn't have time because of her many academic commitments. Zach tells Jesse she can't let everyone down. Jesse succumbs to Zach's peer pressure, then takes more caffeine pills. The girls shoot an absolute insane music video that takes up hours of valuable study time with intricate choreography, multiple wardrobe changes, aerial acrobatics, and a whole lot of butts. It's mostly butts. <laughs> the creeps at the record label unsurprisingly fits right into the show, am I right? I guess like so. I want to see the girls perform live at the Max tomorrow. Jesse says the midterm is tomorrow and she needs to study tonight, but once again gives in to Zach's pressure. Slater finds caffeine pills in Jesse's backpack and tries one more time to express his concern. Jesse tells him to mind his own business, then shows up to the midterm the next day, tweaking out of her mind on caffeine pills and visibly scaring everybody but Zach. Slater says Jesse has a real problem. She's hooked on caffeine pills and he's very worried about her. But instead of taking Slater seriously, Zach says they're probably just vitamins, then says he doesn't want to hear it and storms off. The girls have one last rehearsal at the max, and even though Jesse is clearly in the middle of a manic episode, Zach completely ignores what's right in front of him, because he wants to use these girls to get rich. Zach finds Jesse passed out in her room that night and tells her it's time to go to the max. She's delirious and doesn't know what day it is or what's going on. When Zach still tries to drag her to perform, Jesse freaks out and goes to grab her caffeine pills. Zach scolds her for taking drugs and acts surprised, even though Slater just told him about this hours ago. This pushes Jesse over the edge and she completely loses her shit. I'm I'm so excited! I'm so excited! 
Definitely not Stanford material. Jessie misses the performance and tells her friends her mom is taking her to counseling tomorrow because the pressure Zach put on her turned her into a drug addict with a psychotic mental breakdown. Let's go. Yes. Zach Morris saw his friends having fun and wanted to use it as a way to get rich. And when they wouldn't go along with it, he sent Screech into the girls' locker room to record them without their permission, then trampled them. If you recall, he went by the name Sinead O'Connor in that scene because she was big at the time. Oh, really? Yep. I did yep. Oh, that's yep. hysterical. <laughs> yep. All over Jesse's academic priorities and dreams of going to Stanford, with endless selfish distractions that pushed her to drug addiction, and ignored her cries for help and warning signs from her real friend, until it was too late, and she had a total mental and emotional collapse. All because he looked at his friends as a quick way to make some money. Zach Morris is trash. Zach Morris is trash. <laughs> I want to thank you, Becca, because you've mentioned this on the show a couple of times, and they are funnier than ever. And for those of you who aren't familiar, this is done by the YouTube site Funny or Die. The actor writer is, um, I hope I'm saying this correctly, uh, Dashiell Driscoll. And uh, the intro singer is Jason Flowers. The editor is uh, Avi <laughs> K. But I looked it up this morning. Apparently, Mark Paul Gosler is a huge fan of this series. He was the one That's who played Zach Morris. Dashiell Driscoll is one of the writers for the new Saved by the Bell that's on Peacock. He is. And, and oh, Mark, cool. Paul, Mark Paul Gossler got him involved in that. And now him and Mark Paul Gossler do a Saved by the Bell podcast. Oh, fun. Oh. Yeah. So so we need to definitely check that out. But yeah, this yeah. is, um, as we said in pre-production, not only is this my favorite episode of the show, it's my favorite episode of, of Zach Morris's Trash, because who can't forget the classic I'm so excited moment? Let's, <laughs> let me, I always found it funny in like, Full House, Saved by the Bell, Step by Step. Growing Pains. Growing Pains. They always had Mm. the very serious moment and they always added with, if you have a friend. Yeah, if you have a very special episode. If you know someone that's suffering from addiction or this or that, call this number at. You could tell that's what they were trying to do with this episode because all the other episodes for Saved by the Bell was never this serious. And I was like, are you guys, are you guys going to do that for me? And it's me? funny like, because it's because still, of my yes. big coffee. <laughs> it's still serious. It's still silly. The show yeah. is still is. silly, but then yeah. they, like, turn, they turn on the serious button for like for hot a fraction of the show. And yeah. it's always, they go a lot of routes with this. Sometimes if they use a truly serious issue, they'll bring in a new character who's yeah. like, oh yeah, this is our friend who we never really hang out with on the show. But yes. Like Johnny Dakota, the actor who gets Kelly to smoke, tries to get Kelly to smoke pot. Remember yeah. that? He's like the skateboard oh, yeah. actor. Or my really fun cousin who's just coming for a visit. And then yeah. it'll turn out they're addicted to cocaine or, or crack or marijuana or something. And it's right. like, oh. But if it's a, mi- a regular character, then it'll be like a super low stakes caffeine pill. Right, yes. right, right. And I think I think because they never did anything like super I mean don't get me wrong, pill addiction is an addiction. It's right. a problem and you can have serious problems from it. But yep. they never take the this person's addicted to heroin. They never take <laughs> it that like extreme stuff. This was during the time when the just say no campaign right. oh, was yeah. was around. Thanks, that's, Nancy Reagan. Yeah, that's my yeah. favorite. Just say that no, guys. Just I just looked it up. No. So this was this was 1990. Is that what it was? Or it started it start- like 80s. If you if you include um, Good Morning Miss Bliss, Bliss, which was which was renamed Say by the Bell. Uh, it was like 87 to like 92, 93, maybe. But was, and and but then 93, was, 94 was saved by the Bell of College years, I think. But now now I'm looking at the Just Say No campaign. When was yeah. that? Well, it would have had to have at least in started the 80s. in the Reagan era. So yeah, it was, it was Nancy, Nancy but I would Reagan. say early 80s, probably. Yeah. Because I think she came on to different strokes. 
and and promoted that. She did, yeah, yeah, on a very special, a different strokes. It was during the 1980s and early 1990s, as a part of the U.S. War on Drugs, which, like, let's be honest, that didn't do a whole lot. Um, but but this series really does do a good job of like showing, like, wow, Zach Morris is trash. I mean, you twist it a little bit, but really, it, there's a lot of truth to it too. Yeah, and I remember feeling that way in in every episode. Like at the end of the day, Zach tries to be a good dude. Yes. He tries. He, he learns. I put that in quote. He learns, but he he's learns. Kind of a he learns by the episode. End of the episode, it does not stick. Yeah, and nobody <laughs> ever gets mad at him at the end. Nobody's ever right. like, I don't want to stay friends with you. It's it's so hard to do good comedy, and I'm not even classifying Saved by the Bell as a good comedy, but it's hard to do good comedy without characters who are trash. Yeah, I think the key is at least recognizing within the show that the character is trash, and I don't think that Saved by the Bell ever comes close to doing that. You know, it's interesting you say that, Tice, because is Saved by the Bell a brilliant sitcom? No, but. I've always found it delightful. It's silly and delightful, yeah. and, I, and it's a guilty pleasure. I think, for, I think for a lot of people, if you talk to a lot of people we know, like our fellow actors and improvisers, they actually love Saber the Bell, as silly as it is. It's a yeah. dumb show. Yeah. It's not yeah. Re- it's not realistic at all. I mean, Tice, you've mentioned before, like how qualified is Mr. Belding really to be a principal? <laughs> Is he really that well, good yeah, at his job? It would be really hard to pull off any episode if he was a competent authority figure at all. Because if he was yeah, shutting like, shit yes, down within is. the first five minutes, then the episode, the plot would be over. Right. He's he's very <laughs> much your like absent-minded professor and character arc. Yes. Like yes. he's would just you, like, you have oh, to have but, that. but the kids like me. <laughs> So, I also I mean, can't remember from my own school days my principal being that level of a presence. In in my no. school day, no, I would. He would sometimes come on the announcements, my principal, and maybe once in a while I would pass him in the hallway. But that would be it. Yeah, right. you know, yeah. he was yeah. he was very aloof. Our principal, like you knew who he was, obviously, and he would come right. to like the big like homecoming like oh yeah the assemblies things. he would be there yeah of yeah. course but like as far as every day like you never saw him just walking around. My principal's name was Tim Outlaw. Now, what a name for a principal. And he was actually a fairly cool principal. I remember I didn't have a ton of interaction with him until I got I, I had to miss a year of school due to chronic fatigue syndrome. And I remember he was actually really cool during the whole thing because he saw how difficult that was for me. But yeah, he was definitely an authority figure for sure. But he wasn't like a super dick either. Yeah. The assistant principal was more of the dick, really. He was more of the, the commander Riger douche, like going to mm. lay down the law type. <laughs> I feel like that is how a lot of the times they are. You see the vice principal, I feel like more and the administrators more than you see the actual principal. Yeah. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. No, but... I think that's about that's <clears throat> accurate. Jay, Mr. Outlaw, did he have a PhD? Was he a doctor? You know, I don't I honestly don't know. I, I assume he was a teacher at one point in the system, but I mean I, I really don't know much about his background. I can see being <clears throat> Mr. Outlaw and staying on the legal path and becoming a principal. But if he had become Dr. Outlaw, I think he would have gone straight to supervillain. <laughs> oh, he would have had a mask and everything. Yeah. He yeah. would have had a really cool costume. Though. Can I just say, so this is veering off the tracks, but because it deals with. Yeah, because that never happens on the show. Greatest. <laughs> it deals with the most horrible yet wonderful <clears throat> films called Showgirls. Yes. Oh, oh my amazing goodness. film. Can we just talk about that? On oh, sorry, Gina Gershon. I didn't see those stairs there. Oops. So it played on VH1 a lot. 
back. Yeah, like the I, I saw it when it first came out. I actually went to see that movie just because so I was I, curious. I didn't Jesse Spano and Boops. On the VH1 version, I didn't realize that they were dancing naked because they drew in the yeah. bra pieces. Right. <laughs> yeah. So yes. as yes. a and not as a child, as like a middle schooler, I was like, oh, that's their top. So why are the tops moving really like... <laughs> I'm really confused. So I didn't realize. So until I got older and I was like, oh, that was like the editor that they they they're like, we want to put this on television. And but we can't show boobs. Um, So I had no idea. Yeah, you can't. Oh, yeah. You can show as much boob, but it can't be nipples. God forbid. Right. But male nipple is male nipples are okay. It's fine. I think if you can see male nipple, <laughs> vagina is a little nipple. more acceptable than penis. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. see vagina <laughs> and penis, but the penis cannot be excited or else that's considered porn. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's why in Game of Thrones, like that one scene, I remember we were watching Game of oh, Thrones yeah. and said Theon Greyjoy is like getting on with somebody, and the, when he when he pulls out, he's like flopping <laughs> around, and Melissa's like, "Wait a minute, that's he, not he accurate. Just that's not accurate." <laughs> I was like, "That's a really sad time for the girl. What did he just stuff it in, and it was like a flaccid sausage?" Yeah, that's that's, that's really not sad. gonna that's not gonna work. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. But yeah, that's literally how they get around showing the peen on TV. I think that's a good segue. That's that's your segue there, Tice. Uh, The peen on TV. Peen. I like the word peen. Okay, there we go. There we go. Um, I like saying peni like it's the plural of penises. I don't know if that's accurate, but but like peni. Oh wait, you know what? Actually, in in high school, I remember a bunch of us giggling. I think peni (laughs) is the plural of penis. I could be wrong, but I think I remember how much we giggled about it. uh, Becca had a plethora of peni. You know what? <laughs> Hold, please. <laughs> oh my God, what's she doing? I'm looking it up. We need some hold music. So burr, I think burr, burr, so. Burr. It's like peni, p e n i i, or pene, <clears throat> or pe- penises. I think. Yeah, I mean, people say penises, but I like peni. I love it's like it, it's, it's like instead of octopuses, <laughs> octopi. Octopi is that what it really is, though? A group of octopuses? Is yeah, it, it is. It's not, I'm not, very sure it is. Octopi. It's not eight pussies. It's yeah. Hey. hey. So, Becca, what do you have for us today? I have. We are. It's on the screen. On, it is on the screen. It's, I still have the ball. Okay. It is Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Jay's balls deep. Yeah, he's balls deep in this video. You can't say Um, that while I'm drinking coffee. Sorry. (laughs) I'm going to spit out my coffee. (laughs) Um, We are on part five out of this six episode uh, journey. It's almost over. Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Yeah. We're all patiently waiting because the guy who's the creator of this series or one of the artists of this series is on TikTok and people are constantly like asking him when's the next one. When there was supposed to be a TV series on like, I don't know if it was Netflix or some other streaming service, but we're like, what's going on with that? We want to know. So yeah, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna like this and I'm gonna subscribe to this. So now I am subscribed. You are that'll do it. He was just waiting for premium member. He was like he was just waiting for Jay Tilly. He was was like Jay? Jay Tilly. The one and only Jay Tilly subscribed. They You're have. Welcome. They have You're welcome for a hero. They have 2.58 million subscribers, though. That's amazing. Yeah. Good for yeah. them. Yeah. 
Okay, well, sh- shall we fire this up and then have Yeah, thoughts? let's do it. We're going right. to learn about food. I hope y'all are hungry. I just uh, had bacon and eggs, but I could eat. Always. Oh, uh, yeah, well. <laughs> hmm. Something's oh. different. Hmm. Something's this... missing. No, this doesn't look good. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the red dude. Where's our guy? No, he's in the window. Hmm. No, it's just in pictures. They, they're like trying to figure it out. <laughs> Are you hungry? You look to be a bit hungry. No. Do, 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 do. Lots of people get hungry. That's your body. <laughs> hungry comes from your body. He's got quite the boner. But <laughs> your body, it must have to be healthy. What's that? A tasty snack. You don't want to go and eat a snack like that. Greedy to eat all that. You'll end up with your teeth all grey. That food is talking. You're not on board. Hey, some clogging or something. Yeah. I like it. Let's get healthy now. (laughs) It's the red bone like Commissioner Gordon to Batman. Yeah. (laughs) Red, Red meat, red foam. Where's the red guy? The body is like a special house with blood, hair, and organs in the different rooms. <laughs> organs. There's Mr. Bladder in the basement. <laughs> what? Now food <laughs> comes in through the chimney, mouth, and goes from room to room, greeting the different organs. Hello. <laughs> now the good, healthy food is very nice and polite to the organs, and so is invited to stay for a party. Yay! Yay! But the bad, not healthy foods are very rude uh. and must leave through the cat flap. Rude! That doesn't make sense! Is that the phone saying you have to poop? <laughs> Hello? What's that? A tasty snack! You don't want to go and eat a snack like that! Wow! Greedy. What is all that? What's going You'll on? You'll end up with your gums all grey. <laughs> but something's wrong. Exactly. How do we know which ones are the healthy foods to eat? Well, that's easy. The food groups can easily be sorted using the simple health shape. Choosing <laughs> oh. normal, plain-looking foods such as bread, cream, White sauce and aspic keep the body ticking over just nicely. Isn't that right? Gotta slick up the, the pipes. I need to go. Oh, wait, what's this? Fancy show offy foods like cooked meats, fruit salad, soil foods, what? and yolk. These foods will clog up the body with unnecessary detail. Oh no, look, it's all broken and on the floor. Everything tastes great, but maybe we should wait before we put it on the plate. Or it could be too late for your... Well, here it goes. What's that? A pizza slice? <laughs> you're better off with plain white sauce. 
What's that? Plain white sauce? Plain white sauce makes your teeth go grey. Doesn't matter. Just throw it away. Why not try something else on your tray? Oh, what's that? A, A lovely, lovely pie? pie? But you're gonna end up sad inside. Huh. Oh, sad inside. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Everyone has the teeth go grey. Just eat yeast and it'll go away. But how much have you had today? Too much yeast makes your teeth go grey. Teeth oh, that's some onion paste. Looks like one. Have a taste. <laughs> that wasn't onion paste. You shouldn't eat food from a stranger's plate. A stranger's plate. A stranger's plate. A stranger's plate. A stranger's What has he done? He ate all of them. That. Ah! <laughs> oh, there he is. Maybe, maybe he's I not know. really dead. He's okay. He's okay. <laughs> his head exploded, okay. but he's okay. Your friend is dead, but he's okay. What a you wonderful Who knows? lesson about cannibalism. What a wonderful sax solo to round it off. I know that yeah. was nice. That was very. That's what nice. I like. Yeah. You All guys, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna you know, stop sharing. Tyson. I gotta just say that yeah, the music for this whole series is kicked ass. I know, right? It's every very every catchy. song is so catchy, and I just love mixing <laughs> bouncy, catchy music with something creepy with creepy material. And because I'm a little weird, like let's be honest. What? I'm extremely <laughs> weird and I like this type of stuff that just makes you think and like goes, that's real fucked up. But I mean, it's great. I love it so it's much. It's weird. I feel like every one of these, you have to go back like the JFK Zapruder footage and like work the pause yes. button over and over again. Yes. And like, what was that? What was that? Is that Find the bird's the face? Is that yes. the bird's face on the table <laughs> of the can that he's eating? Yeah. yeah oh, shit. Too... And then it goes to reality and he's eaten all of the bird, the duck. The duck, uh, duck or crow? I don't know what he is. Right. Um, all of the cans of the, his friend. The bird who, in the previous installment, also likes eating bird. Yes. Yes. It definitely felt like an ode to uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. I, I, I really and Hannibal Lecter. It, it just kind of felt like yes. that to me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, um, I yeah. do find it funny as someone who has to watch what she puts in her system because of digestion issues. Yeah. I find it funny where they're like, don't worry about the fancy foods. It's just like some of the show off like, foods. Yeah, the show off foods. foods. The like, soil foods. Yeah. The soil, soil foods. Like the gluten free, dairy free. Mm. Don't do that. That's going to mess with your digestive when it's actually like the other way around. <laughs> clog up your system with details yeah. yeah that's the one part five is the one that sticks out in my brain that one and green is not a creative color i think that's right okay so over the series i've noticed that the other characters are getting less and are like less more and more reluctant to get on board with these little songs and like go on the journey with these other outsider characters who burst in and it's like let's learn about something today and now yes. at the beginning they're like okay and now they're like no wait but what they're about like, my disappeared friend what yeah no we don't they're, want any more of this no they're like right. i don't like this at all this usually ends really bad and um, now when they just they rebel against it they 
are eaten or disappear or they're disappeared somehow. Something is yeah. happening to these it's guys like there's who a are secret. not accepting. Do you feel like there's a covert organization behind this that, that they're making the characters disappear? Like yeah, it feels well, like it. You know, it's it's interesting because like in a couple of the scenes, they pan back and you saw it in this one. You saw when the camera got tipped. It's like a it's a set. They're on a on a movie yeah. set or television yeah. set. So it's very interesting that it's like this is not their reality. It's an it's a alternate reality. <clears throat> it's kind of like oh the Truman Show, where it's like he thinks it's you know he real. thinks everything around him is real when in reality it's been filmed since he was born. I definitely projected myself on that last scene because I'm like that was me during the holidays. I ate all the things. <laughs> we've all been there. <laughs> and now my like, phone's ringing. What the hell? <laughs> we've all been there where we're like, oh no, I oh, ate, no. Oh, I ate a sleeve of Oreo cookies. How did yeah, that happen? Oh, sleeve of Ritz. Hey, what happened? That yeah. happened to me. Yeah. What happened? A turkey. And now there's a phone. There's a phone on my wall ringing, and I don't even have a landline. What's up? Right, exactly, exactly. What I love about it, it's very like scary movie central, and I love it so much. I'm like, it gets real creepy like halfway through. I love it, but it's it's scary creepy. The scary creeps in because there's bright colors and catchy music. Yeah, and then it hits you with something really fucked up. Yeah, because it's like as soon like you guys are saying, as soon as they don't agree with what these like characters are saying, they get taken away. It's like a cult. It is like a cult. It's like a cult every time. That's what cults do. But they start out least, bright and shiny and then <laughs> at least at least they have their family. And now we have just part six to I know, I know. I know. I know. But there's a lot of like theories and stuff about this whole series, about how right. this is like, especially the last one. People are like, oh, this is someone's like as an existential crisis that they're going through as they get older or something. So it's Boy. very interesting. Thanks like again it. for introducing us. Oh, to you're us. Welcome. It's, it's been fun to follow. I can't wait to see the last one. Hopefully they'll do yeah, more. I hope so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or I really do hope so. End ambiguously, which is ah. the creepiest well, you know, kind of ending of all. They have a teaser for their television series, but we're all sitting and waiting in anticipation of like, is it happening? When is it happening? Are you guys working on it? I'm sure the pandemic didn't help things with production and stuff. Right. But we're all waiting patiently going, okay, okay. When's it? When's the next one? Right. So anyway, I digress. I'm glad you guys have joined me on this journey. Can you give us another segue? Um, don't eat that old turn your teeth gray. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so Tyson again. Organs. We uh, we have time. Organs. Organs. Time out. Stop whatever you're doing and don't move a muscle. You can write that cease and desist letter later. For now, what you need to know is the J. Becca, and your friendly editor, Tice, will be in an improv spectacular at the Virginia Art Factory in Manassas, Virginia. And don't worry, it's not going to be just another episode of Between Two Butts. There's going to be a lot of other people in it. And we're all going to be doing short-form improv, just like on Whose Line Is It Anyway? What you want to do if you want to be a part of this show and see us in person is go to virginiaartfactory.org go to the calendar and find March 12th, 2022 and that's the night of our show. You can purchase tickets right there on the site. We would love to be there with you. Time in! We have time for your segment, right? We Because uh, then we've got a game coming up. Well, this uh, is me sure telling we do. jokes, but yeah, okay. What do yeah. you want to talk about? 
All right. Well, if you have listened to what was it, episode 51, we had on Amy Snow. Shout out and to Amy. Yes. And that's been a very popular episode. Mm-hmm. We touched on auditioning. Yeah. And it's something that I have not done a lot of. And there was some discussion of whether you like cold readings or reading a monologue. That really interested me because I've only really auditioned once, and that was for Superior Donuts. A year, uh, two years, three years, seven years ago. Yeah, who knows? (laughs) Uh, But in that one, it was really, I was cast for my physicality more than anything. And I didn't feel like the monologue that I chose really had a whole lot of influence over whether I was cast or not. It was more just whether I looked right for the part. Hey, be Uh, grateful that you were cast for your looks. Yeah. We all should be so lucky, right? (laughs) But my question is like, First of all, where are your feelings on monologue versus cold reading? And if you're doing monologue, how do you find a monologue? Oof. Becca, you go ahead. Okay. So you're the expert. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh my God. So okay, your question is how do we feel in comparison to monologues and cold readings? Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Uh, personal preference. Um, I prefer cold readings. Um because I like to do my research on the show and if there's a script available, I like to read a brief, like skim it, obviously like look up what happens, what happens to the character. Um, I like, I would prefer cold readings, especially if you're in a room with people who are reading the same scene. Cause you can see how they're doing that particular character that you want. And you'll be like, hey, how can I make it different? Um, as far as monologues, I hate picking a monologue. I don't have See, enough. That's the, how can you not? That's why I'm like, how can you not prefer a cold reading? Because it's a lot of work to decide to think of all the theater that exists. Yeah. Where well, am I going to find gotta, a monologue? You got to be careful too, because if you're doing like the crucible, you don't want to do something, a monologue from like, you know, 10 years ago. You got to yeah. pick something. Do I a monologue like. from Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Yeah, exactly. For the crucible. Exactly. <laughs> For the crucible. Um, but it's just one of those things that you have to do research. I mean, you have to do research for any show I feel like you're auditioning for. Because it's like, is this even a show that I want to do? Um, but for monologues, I used to have one that was like my go-to. And now I'm getting to the point where I can't use it anymore because it's like a high schooler monologue. And I'm like, okay, I'm 34. Like, can't use that one anymore. Um, but it's... it's uh, I, I memorizing a song, having an audition song is way easier than having a monologue prepared. And that's because I'm mainly a singer over an actor. Um, so I prefer doing a cold reading, but as far as a monologue, I think if there's a show you really like, and you know, there's like meaty bits, I don't know how else to say it. Meaty Meaty, Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Organs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, if there's a particular <laughs> monologue that someone says, and you don't have to necessarily even do that monologue because that's a woman. If I'm a woman, you can do a monologue and speak it as like, it's a guy saying it, but you're saying it as a woman. Um, I think it's the point of the monologue is to show off what you have to give in that minute to two minutes, however long. Ding, so ding, it's just, ding, ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. That's why... I prefer monologues over uh, cold readings. Now, 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 listen. Uh-oh. I love. I, I I enjoy cold readings, but I it also too. depends on it depends on the the, the director because sometimes you'll get to read one time for like a page, 
Yep. Yep. <laughs> what can you really show in that time? But if you're reading multiple times with multiple people, yeah. the scene is maybe a couple page. You don't want real long scenes, especially callbacks. But I mean, I feel like cold readings can limit you a little bit, just depending on the situation. Whereas a monologue, you can really show your range. You can show your emotions. You can show your skills. You can show your intent. You can show a lot of different things. And it's important just to find a monologue that, like Becca was saying, that fits the show. I'll often pick monologues from shows I've done before that I think fit okay. what I'm going out for. But there's also some good monologue books out there. Um, yeah, and I, well, okay. I don't yeah. have enough. Yeah, I don't have enough experience of picking out monologues. Like I said, I there's a monologue I really liked from The Crucible that the wife, when she's speaking to her husband, and it yeah. was really good. And that's one that I want to go back and like study and break down and stuff. Also, uh, I learned in college when you're doing a monologue and it's a show you've never read, only like some people say only read up to that point because they don't know what's going to happen to them. So mm, yeah. it's one I've, I've heard that too. One of my professors in college was like, only read up to the point where you, where that monologue is and don't read anything else because at that point, you know what that fate of that character is. And I was like, Oh, that's really interesting. It's a, a lot there's, of people, yeah. there's different schools of thought on that. Cause I, you know, I, I, I think that's, that's valid. But also it's like, sometimes I'll just, I'll just pick a monologue out of a monologue book. I'll get a little bit of background on it, but then I'll try to put my own spin and interpretation on it. Sometimes what I've done at auditions, I learned from a couple of different acting coaches is uh, take a monologue that has one intent, but change the intent for what you're going out for. I've Mm. done that with songs too. Like I've done um, like when I auditioned for the Adams family at the art factory a few years ago, and I, I ended up playing Gomez. I sang, pilot's dream from jesus christ superstar by sang it the way gomez would sing it yeah yeah just to try something different you know and some people like that some people don't but the uh the folks there they actually really like that and i remember i yeah. got some compliments on it because i did it like gomez but I, but i still had the same kind of intent it was you know it doesn't always work but you you could try different things like that and, and i just feel like especially in monologues you could show your your physicality like i, I like the um if you're doing a monologue and you, you, you use a chair, like sometimes a good trick I learned is you, you start out in a chair and you don't let yourself get up until like a certain point and it helps build like that tension. So finally, when you're able to get up, you, you, you're, you've got levels going up to that and then bam, you know? So, and in cold readings, it's harder to do that, especially if it's a, if it's just little snippets of dialogue here and there, but I do like cold readings. I just feel like, I like being able to do a monologue, at least at the initial audition, to show what I can really do. I, so I Jay, just hate- <laughs> since you like monologue, sorry, Becca, I just have no, a, you're fine. I want to forget the question. Uh, since you like monologues better, do you think that it's easier or do, do, is it easier to choose monologues after you've done a lot of shows before? And so you have the, like this list of monologues you've done before. And so you go, okay, I can go back to this because I already know this monologue and also I really liked it and I can do things with it. Whereas if you're just starting out, you might not have as many resources to pull from. Yeah, I have I have as those seen like those monologue books and bookstores, which I really. Yeah, yeah, that's a good good one. You can find out. Yeah, no, it's definitely easier because as you get older, you're more experienced, you're more seasoned, Mm -hmm. you're. you have a better idea of what your strengths are, what you need to work on. You know, when I first started doing theater, like I had 
voice coaches and acting coaches to kind of help me and, fr- and friends even that would kind of help me pick something good. Because uh, yeah. I remember I did a, a monologue from a musical one time for the League of Washington Theater auditions. Uh, for our listeners, that's our, uh, the big cattle call that they used to have. I don't know if they have it anymore, but in, in the area for all the professional theaters where you mm-hmm. all the theaters come out, a bunch of actors sign up, you do a monologue, you got, you got like 90 seconds, you're in, you're out. Yep. If, if they're interested, they'll call you, that kind of thing. So, but I remember uh, uh, a friend of mine, uh, his brother was like one of the adjudicators, I guess you could say. And he was like, hey, tell your friend that's not a good monologue to do for that situation. And that was a good learning experience for me because I just, I was new and I just didn't know any better. So that was really helpful that he told my friend, like, hey, um, actually, it was Matt Williams and it was his brother. Oh, really? It was his brother, Mark. Yeah. Aww. And so Mark was like, hey, tell Jay, try this kind of monologue. And, and I really appreciated that because yeah. I was like, I didn't know what I was doing. I just well, showed up and not. tried it. And so Matt was like, yeah, my brother suggested, yeah, that just, that just wasn't a good monologue to do. Yeah. He, he it's, it's not that you're not talented. It's just that it didn't really, it wasn't a good one to choose for that situation. So well, you should try looking at this, this, and this. So that's, that's how you learn really. I mean, it's, it's also kind of like when you do a song, Please yeah. don't bring to an audition Defying Gravity from Wicked. Like, even if you have it nailed and you've worked yeah. on it, like, I can sing Let It Go from Frozen and right. not sound like I'm screaming my head off like Idina Menzel does. Um, <laughs> but, however... I think that was in a previous episode. That was a hot take. <laughs> that's that right. true. May have been in more um, than one previous episode. It has, because yeah. yeah. I have feelings about that. But will right. I ever audition with that song? Hell No. So it's the same well, thing with part, monologues. But that's probably because it's, it's so it's probably done a lot. It's like singing something from Les Mis can be problematic you have or to be phantom because you don't want to do memory from cats because everybody might do it. Yeah, well, that kind of and thing. also also um, the same thing with the monologue. Like I'm not going to yeah. choose. You know, I I've done this, but it was literally one of the few. Sha- it was the only Shakespearean monologue I had, and it was Hermia's when she gets really pissed, and it was the only one that I had worked on. That's but, a role you need to play one day. Oh, thank you. I would love to. Um, yeah. But it was just one of those things where it was the only Shakespeare monologue I had and I auditioned for it. But I was like, what the hell? I'll audition for it. But you got to be really careful. Like if you're going to do Shakespeare, maybe choose something that's like not Juliet's monologue. Choose something that is is different. And I think in general, yeah. Choose choose yeah. things that maybe aren't as well known, including yeah. by the production team. Because yeah. trust mm-hmm. me, I mean I I know from knowing a lot of directors over the years, including my wife and our creative consultant, mm-hmm. Melissa, they love to hear and see things they've never heard or seen. Yes. Whereas yeah. if you're seeing the same thing over and over, that's why they always say don't do unless you have nothing else, don't do something from the show. Because they oh, don't yeah. want to hear that yeah, all day. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me. Now, did you guys, speaking of Saved by the Bell, did either of you <laughs> ever watch Parker Lewis Can't Lose? Yes. No, I, I met, FYI, I met, uh, oh, I can't remember his name. Who was the big guy on that show? Oh, oh, Kubiak. I remember his character name. I yes. remember I, I met Kubiak because when I was a freshman at the University of South Carolina in 92, they were filming the movie, the program. Oh. The football movie with James Caan and Omar Epps. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, he was in it, and it, they filmed a lot of that at USC. At oh, that's fun! And that is you. And by the way, Southern Cal, fuck you. We oh, had to change. We had to change our name Whoa, to you, uh, We we had to change to U of SC. 
that? Because we apparently lost some sort of trademark to them. Southern Cal, fuck you. We've been around since 8201. USC, um, University of South Carolina, go Cox, uh, fuck you. Okay, Jay. back to you, Tyson. Okay, okay. Um, FYI, you, you <laughs> definitely right. had a Becca moment just then. Wow. Yeah. So fuck, fuck that Southern wasn't Cal. Okay. monologue. Uh, um, okay, um, what was I... <laughs> What was I going to say now? You're talking uh, about all right, so I'm pretty sure. Uh, no, no, I'm pretty sure that this was on Parker Lewis. They had a yeah. scene where people were auditioning for things, and every single person was singing "Wind Beneath My Wings." And it was oh, really yes. fun. <laughs> they, I mean, it's just one of those things. Like I always try yeah. to choose stuff that not a lot of people do because I, on my own, is one of my standards. But everybody and their mom sings that song. When, um, when you when you said on my own, I didn't think of Les Mis. I, I think of the 80s song. On that was what I own. thought. That was exactly <laughs> no. what came into my head. Was this wasn't how it was supposed to be. No, no, no. That would be no, a good no. audition song then. I bet a lot of people. <laughs> I, I, I think Becky should totally do that. But <laughs> I just think it's one of those things where it's like if you're going to choose a monologue, have it be something that you can connect with too, because that'll bring out your emotional like something personal, personal that you can connect with, but also don't get to the point where you lose your space in your monologue either, where you're yeah. like so overwhelmed right. by emotions. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. Cause I've, don't, I've, don't be that. I, Cause I, I, I was probably guilty of this when I was younger, but don't be that actor at the end of the mile. Like I just can't, I need a moment. I need a moment. I need a moment. Yeah. I've only had that <laughs> Stop, happen once off. and it's because I was, it was in a show and I just gone through a breakup and the monologue was very accurate for what I was going through. That's the Was that the breakup reason. where you, you hooked up with like there, what was it? You hooked up with an ex or something like that? Or an ex, an ex is like, was that Pascal or whatever? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a really, Becca, did not leave her problems at the door. I, apparently, she she well, incorporated this. She took those really, emotions. It was a text and incorporated. No, we hadn't officially broken up, but it was a text message I received from his friend ah. at, right before I was supposed to go. Oh, it was his friend. Scene. That's why I remember that. We yeah. talked about this previously. We did. But you can take that. real life things and you can harness them. Absolutely. So when you do the "Don't hug me, I'm scared" monologue that you're going to do for your next audition, you can really incorporate these emotions. No, what I really want which to do I would is cast you if you did if I was directing the show and you did that, I would cast you. What? You but if I really what like I that. really want to do as a monologue is the one from uh, Parker Posey says, "This is the best." Yes. And the, here's the window. And my yes, here. waiting for government. It's a deleted scene, so it's Who's like on instead, top. Who's on top and who's on bottom now? <laughs> so again, I, I, we actually need to have Matt Williams on this show. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach out to him. We're gonna Please tag him do. in this. He would be a great guest. He introduced that movie to me, Waiting for Guffman. So I never heard of oh, it. But Waiting for Guffman. Yeah, I'm sorry. So what was good. cool? What was cool though is Matt. When I got the the DVD, do you guys remember DVDs? When I got the DVD, oh, yeah. um, and at one point he and I were roommates and pre Melissa, but then Melissa became the homewrecker. Yes. Um, but Matt had never seen the deleted scene. So I showed him that Parker Posey monologue. He's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. It's <laughs> so, so we good. always but Matt and I always joke that what we want to do for our monologue is when he does it from Rachel. But like he's like, you fuck oh. my wife. <laughs> what? You fuck yes. my wife. What? <laughs> That's such a good moment. Matt Williams, he, like... he introduced me to Sweeney Todd and he introduced oh. me to from Waiting for Guffman. So he is forever a dear friend. 
Matt Shout out Williams, to Matt. Matt Williams is a sweetheart and one of the He's a talented best, guy. Really yeah, one talented of the guy. best people I have worked with him twice on stage and I would work when he's, with him again. When he goes bass, I mean, he's got great range. When he goes oh, bass, yeah. his, he's a, he, his bass voice is... Was he... I, it gives me complicated feelings. That, that's was, all I'm going to say. Was he the one <laughs> when you guys... Because you guys were in uh, Little Shop together. Mm-hmm. Was he the one Two that times. like the set started falling and he yes. said he had to like hold it up? Yes. yes. <laughs> that was that was the first time we did it. Uh, well, the second time we did it together, that was when the first time with the Stapulas. Um, you you are host again, Tice. I did that. Yeah, he we did, did that. that. Okay, yeah. check yourself before you wreck yourself. Um, yeah. Now you're the ho- you should be the host now. Um, okay. Cool. Tice is like chatting with me. I was um, trying to be discreet. But that was uh, <laughs> that was Dan and Priscilla uh, Stapula. That was at. Yes. Um, uh, impact uh, metropolitan yes, yeah. performing arts theater Great i was the voice of the plant in that one and he yes. was seymour and then yes. and he was like holding up part of the set he was trying to get out of the plant i think is what it was this is after seymour's eaten and so i just kept ad-libbing because yeah. we were waiting on him to get off so we could do the transition so <laughs> at one point i just said oh seymour you taste just like chicken because uh, i was trying to think of something to say and then matt matt comes off he's like you motherfucker <laughs> Uh, she's like trying not to laugh you know so yeah and dan dan was laughing about that afterwards he's like he's like yeah that, that ad-lib works like yeah it's fine it was totally fine yeah he's but like that, he's like trying to die and hold up the yes, set it's amazing to hold up the set he yeah. did tell me that because we did little shop with um providence players yeah that's a good Seymour. group i want to work with they're, those guys at some they're point they're wonderful people to work with but i yeah. i was crystal one of the doo-wop girls and he was seymour Yep. And I remember him tell, and he was like, this set, he made a joke. He's like, well, let, he's like, all I ask is that the set doesn't follow me. It's yeah. <laughs> when I Matt, die. Matt is probably one of the few people in the theater universe to do both the voice of the plant and Seymour. Cause he was the voice of the plant. The first time I did little shop eons ago, this is back in the year 2000. And uh, it was my, it was, oh, actually, no, it was, so, sorry. It was 99, 99, right oh, before okay. the turn of the century. But I, it was my second show ever. And um, and both shows were of Matt. I mean, first show was Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, in yeah, that's right. And that's his range as an actor and a singer. If you yeah. could do both Seymour and the voice of the plant, that's a pretty that's a pretty yeah. good range. Because whenever he comes at me with this PR about, oh, I'm not that great of an actor. I'm like, fuck you, Matt. You did both Seymour and he's the amazing. voice. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he's so good. Most of us wish we had that range. <laughs> I would I would work with him so Matt, in a heartbeat. Fuck you, Matt. I love you, but fuck you for being so right. good. Is that, wait, is that the one? Wait. Time out. We got to see wait, time out. We have to freeze. It is time. Becca, one more Becca, thing. We have to freeze. Right, listen, Colombo. I don't want an hour and 40 no, minute episode no. to, re- to edit. But there's stuff. Hold on. There's stuff, though, that you do have to edit out because we have to switch stuff around. So, you have to keep her under control. Does Don't be remember... a Mr. Belding. Be a Tim Outlaw. Excuse mm. me. Excuse me. Did anyone remember the uh, the? I love Conan O'Brien and I love to show. But do you remember when Jeff? Yes. Yeah, okay. I, I've done. That's dude, why I yes. said it. But yes, I've done that do on the show it. like yes. ten times. Moving on. Anyways. The problem is you're, Y'all you're... are so mean to me. <laughs> Becca, the problem is you're knitting all the time. You're not paying attention to what I'm saying. I am paying attention. Do you see this knit? Knitting wow, that's a big one. Uh, that's wow. a big one, Becca. That's a big one. <laughs> I've got toilet jokes, you guys. I'm ready. Okay. Given yep, to me ready. by by Melissa. And 
it comes from it looks like the company is called Paladone. So these Paladone. are our toilet jokes. And not only do you have one side, but if you flip it over, there's another joke. Oh, so, it's like a Paladone. Two ply. It's two ply. See? Yeah. OK, it's... so let's just uh, I, I think I'll just well, rattle thanks, some of these Paladone. off here. Yeah, it's like a Tyson will keep time on how much time we have left. But, I have um, no idea. I don't know when we started today. It just feels uh-oh. like it feels uh-oh. like uh, we're, it's like an hour ish. We're fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we're it'll fine. be like 30 minutes that you have to cut. A lot of it's just gonna be Becca and her thing, but it's fine. Um my thing. <laughs> all right. So why is there no toilet paper at KFC? Oh wait. wait. Uh because it's not called KFC TP. Because his finger licking good. Oh, gross. That, that is a little nasty. Wow, that's, 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 that's coming nasty. in hot already. Uh, Literally. And I, I'm not yeah. picking these out. I'm just picking them at random. I bet why, you are. Why? And we really, at first, I, I know it's not really her scene, but these are kind of dad jokey. So we kind of need Katie Kumar here. But oh my she's, God. she's not into the poo poo mirrors as much, but she loves dad jokes. Um, why did the cop sit on the toilet? Because he had to take a, a number two. He needed a rest. I don't know. To do his duty. Do his duty. <laughs> she would like that one, though. She That's would good. find that one funny. This one ties into our friend from uh, Me. I'm Scared, the duck character. Okay. Why do ducks have feathers? Um, so they can clean off their, their butt. To cover their butt quack. <laughs> oh, okay. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's not dirty. That's that's pretty cute. That's not even a poop joke. But anyway, no, no. <laughs> what do you call a man who buys a woman toilet paper? Um, a caring partner. Yeah, I know. I'm like <laughs> pretty good. That's something uh, I'm trying to work on. Is keeping up with that. <laughs> Her Prince Charmin. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, Prince that's kind of Charmin. Um, why didn't the toilet roll make it across the road? <laughs> It ran out of toilet paper. Yeah, it's. Um, it ran out of roll. Because the chicken got, had to take his shit along the way. <laughs> I like that. It got stuck in the crack. Oh my God. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, why did the toilet paper roll down the hill? Because gravity. I know. I'm like, what else? I wouldn't question it. <laughs> to get to the bottom. Okay, that was that was kind of my answer, but I, I right, see where right. the pun comes in now. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because of gravity. <laughs> oh, here's that. Did you did you hear? Oh. Did you hear about the film Constipated? It hasn't come out oh. yet. Yes. I got one. I got one point. One point for Tice. All right. Um, what does Spock encounter in the Enterprise toilet? Uh, <laughs> He's gone where no man's gone before. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. The captain's log. Oh, oh that's that's Although I like that one. That's a good that one. That's, I think that's my favorite so far. I would say um, it's, oh my it's God. unused because it's the place where no man has gone before. <laughs> Go ahead. Why was Eeyore down the toilet? He was oh, down wow. in the dumps. Because he was looking for poo. Well, that makes sense. I like my down in the dumps better. <laughs> that was where that dumps. was where I thought. That was my first thought. There. That was good. Um, that was a good one too. Yeah. Uh, what did one piece of toilet paper say to the other? I'll see you soon. Apply for now. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I'm wiped. I'm wiped. People don't say that. 
what is invisible and smells like carrots? Oh, God. Ew. I don't think <laughs> there's Go many ahead. things that <laughs> a rabbit fart. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Like Why them. are ninja farts so dangerous? Because they're deadly. They're visible. They're but, silent but, but deadly. Yeah, yeah. Becca uh, got think... silent but deadly. So one yeah. point. Yeah. Becca. All right, you beat me to it. All right, so you're tied well one done. to one. I guess we're keeping the score. All right, so okay. how, how many done. more can we do, Tice? How, how are we doing? I right, we're fine. Go okay, ahead. Um, we're fine. Give me oh more. my god. Uh, when does Denzel Washington have to hang out with Rugrats? Oh god, this is complicated. This is a like Rugrats one. the show or like the baby, like baby. <clears throat> Just in general, ones. like like Rugrats TM. No, yeah, not TM. When when, when does Denzel... when does Denzel have to hang out with kids? Basically, little kids. Oh, Think about Denzel. movies he's done. I, I'm trying to. King Kong ain't got shit on him anyway. On uh, potty, uh, you're, you're, potty training you're, you're day. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, you got it. Tice, Becca, you, you clued only... him. Tice, Tice stole it from you. Two to one. I Tice. feel like okay. I should get a oh, half I'm point. I'm so bad. I'm so bad usually at movie references. I should get wow. a yeah. half. I should get a half point. Yeah. But that's like squeezing it off too soon, and only half comes out. Yeah. Uh, okay. What's number the definition? Two, not a number one and a half. What's oh, the okay. definition of a surprise? Uh, this is a hard one. Definition of a surprise? Yeah, yeah. This is a hard one. That sounds like the yeah. punchline of a. It's called. Joke. It's called a fart. <laughs> a fart a with short... a lump in it. Oh, that's stupid. I would. <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we ought to give Becca the other half for that one because that's pretty much what she said. <laughs> All right, we'll say we'll say it's two to two. Okay. Thank you. I All said right. short. What does a urologist shout out when he makes a medical breakthrough? Uh, urologist, maybe. Your urinal. You're you're close. <laughs> you're so close. You're on the right track. Uh, urine. You're you're close too, Tice. All right, I'll give you I'll give you each uh, half a point. It's urethra. Oh, oh urethra. Yeah. It was right but there. It was so right two and there. a half. Two and a half for each of you. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> why? Why did the man get fired from his job delivering fart awareness pamphlets? They could people kept blowing away in the wind. Yeah, he could. People could smell him coming. He let one rip. Oh, oh right. boy, that's harsh. Yeah. What do you call crystal clear urine? Um, Water. <laughs> this is a. Okay, where's this the is a weird. This is a weird one. Okay, yeah, so here's where... the here's here's the answer. Can you see it? Oh, it's a reverse. No, it's, it's not. Uh... It's not. 1080. Put it back. 1080p? 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 Yeah, I, I guess. 1080p? Yeah, 1080p. 1080p. What is, that's is that me. supposed to sound yeah, like a word? Weird. That's a dumb Sounds one. like onomatopoeia. Okay. I know. What do I'm you... Like, okay. Ooh. What do you do? Okay. Uh, what do you call a dinosaur fart? <clears throat> Extinct. Uh, oh, no. Hey, um, what? I think... I think... Wait. Extinction. Um, You're not extinct. in the present. You're... Past. Uh-huh. Past. Think of famous phrases with past, past. gas, past gas, extinct oh. gas. What what kind past of a wind. motion? What what is a fart kind of? Past and we're saying wind. the word past. It's, it's gas. All right, a blast past, from the past. A blast oh, from the past. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Try to help you out. Okay, like let's do uh, let's do a few more. Is that okay, Tyson? We'll yeah. see if we can break the tie. All right, so two and a half points each. What what books should you read on the toilet? Fart jokes. Uh, gone with the wind. 
Anything from the best smeller list. Oh, oh wow. Best smell, <laughs> worst that smell. was bad. That was bad. How do you make a regular bath into a bubble bath? Becca should know about this. You fart. farting. And, but what causes farting? No, oh, you put some bubbles beans. in it. You eat right, beans. but what? Think about something you're going to eat before you have your bubble bath. Well, eat beans. It's not eat beans. You got it. cabbage. Tice oh. got it. Eat beans oh. for dinner. All right, Tice is up my point. Tice. Let's see if, right. I if think Becca can rally. It's not going to happen. Should be All right, so I think this should be the end of it. All right, so let's do two I more. Get, all right, two what, more. What did one fly say to the other? I'll see you later. Uh, this uh, good, good shit that we're standing on. <laughs> good shit. Is, good is this stool? Is this stool taken? Oh my god! Okay. Oh. All right, last one, and this one is worth uh, fifty points. All right, it's amazing. It's gonna come down. I'm not gonna get 50 it. Fifty points. Okay. Um, did you know that when you say the word poop? Your mouth does the same motion as your bum hole. All right, this is a weird is one. That, that was like, what? Is there an answer? <laughs> is that's that a, just that's a, a yes fact? No, that's a okay, yes yeah. That's a yes the same, no okay, yeah, this is not what, okay. <laughs> what, what, this, wait, right. was there an answer to that? <laughs> is there a punchline? <laughs> okay, yeah. no. the, the punchline is the Excuse same. Excuse me, is, the same. The same is true for the phrase explosive diarrhea. Okay, so that was a, that was a weird one. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's see if you, you guys okay. Keep, okay. final question. Did you know that diarrhea Did you is know? Yeah. Okay. Did you know that diarrhea is hereditary? Now think about this. Think okay. about this. It runs, what, what in, the it runs in the family. It runs in the family. Ah, you're close. You're what? close. You have runs in the family. It means you have runs in the family. Right. But what 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 is think think about hereditary? What what makes up hereditary? Genetics Gen- runs in the genetics. Genes. Or- Yes, it genes. Runs it runs in, in your genes. genes. Yeah, Tice got it. Tice won. Good job, Tice. Good job, Tice. Yes. All right, those are and there's more of these to come at some point. But these are oh, these are a lot of fun. Like some of them, some joke. of them are better than others, but those are fun. So thank you. Yeah, more. It sounds like, like a poop joke. It was quite the know? stocking stuffer. That sounds like another poop joke. Everything's a poop joke. Did now. you know that your mouth makes the same shape? <laughs> did you know? I was, I was like, like, I was real. I'm like, wait, this like, is weird. What? How the do fuck? you how do you make a punchline to it? Did you know? <laughs> I know. All right. Okay. That did you hear? All right. Let's have a uh, let's same have closing deal. thoughts. So, Becca, okay. closing thoughts for you. Poop jokes are always a good idea. So they're like, fun. And talking about poop is healthy. I feel like if you can't talk about poop with your spouse. I think you should. You have no, yeah, that's a bad, that's, that's a bad relationship if you can't it, do that. If it you really can't is. talk about it, if you have a problem with that, like, come on now. <laughs> See it's a counselor. A, yeah. And it's such a huge thing in my life that like Brian was going to deal with it eventually. So we talk yeah. about it all the time. Yeah. So that's my, but, that's my hot take. And hot take. Not mm-hmm. hot snakes, which are a form of poop, but a hot. Yep. Snake. Yeah. Yeah. We, we all know all that is. It's all poop now. It is. So, it so is. Tice, uh, closing thoughts for you, and I'll do mine, and we'll we'll take um, us out. Let's see. What are we What are we all going to do right after the podcast? What are we going to do? Yeah. What's everybody going to do? It's just a question. It's a closing um, question. I'm, I'm going to do yoga and get cleaned up and probably finish this scarf today. Okay, I'm, nice. I'm going to eat and then yell at the Cowboys for three hours and hopefully be happy <laughs> this evening. I That's wish cool. you luck, Mr. Because it's the playoffs. Thank you. Thank you very much. Like, let's be uh, honest, I'm wearing the, Washington, the, the star. The Washington football team never makes it that far. So, like, nope. 
<laughs> yeah, they're they're getting ready to unveil their name. I mean, as of this recording, they're unveiling it. I think February second. Can I say something really quick? The stupid, I wanted to punch, I don't watch football, but the Antonio Brown thing, I was like, someone just eject him. What'd he do? Anyway, he was the one that said, my ankle hurts. Oh, my ankle. And the football coach was like, I (laughs) can't play. And so the football coach was like, you look fine to me. So Antonio Brown got so upset that he walked off the field and took his shirt off. Yeah. You know what? I I really hope that guy gets the help he needs because he has just had so many issues with different teams. He's he's clearly got some mental health issues. Yeah, so I, he I've, does. I've read a, I've read a lot about him. And he's, someone suggested the Cowboys go get him. I'm like, nope, they don't need that no. in their locker room. Well, they got and, enough trouble. He's one of those people. I was like, why are we st- like? Why was the news still bringing it up? Don't give him attention. Right. Like, let him deal with this stuff. And I, yeah. I, I you can clearly tell he, he needs, needs help. He needs help, not football. All right. Yeah, no, so no, no. that's anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna make Chex Mix. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love Chex Mix. That can help you yeah. poop. Um, my closing thought, and and I'll I'll do this and take us out while Tice gets the theme ready because he has the ball now. He's oh, yeah. again. Ball yeah. Steve. Um, yeah, he does. Talk to your kids about cannibalism. Mm-hmm. Don't let them find out about cannibalism through things like The Walking Dead or um, Silence or, of the Lambs. Talk to your kids about don't cannibalism. Don't hug me. I'm scared. Yeah. yeah, or yeah. don't hug me. I'm and scared. then show them show them the film Alive, which is based on a true story when a plane crashed, I think, in the Andes Mountains, and the passengers who survived had to resort to cannibalism. It's to a good family it film. Actually, it's a, it actually is a really good movie. It is a good documentary on it. I don't know yeah, if it's a good Talk to your kids film. about cannibalism. It's important. So uh and I want to thank our listeners, uh, whether they're cannibalists or not, uh nationwide and around the globe. We are now over 1,900 downloads, as we saw earlier in this episode. We have downloads in 45 of 50 states, plus Washington, D.C. We have downloads on every major continent, except Antarctica, still waiting on Antarctica. But we still need, I'm hoping uh, Amy Snow, our previous guest, will get us a download from Kentucky. We also need downloads still from Connecticut, the the Dakotas, and Wyoming. So any of those states, come on board. Doesn't Susie Mornstein have relatives in one of the Dakotas or is that Colorado? I think that's Colorado. So I think just it's Colorado. Kidding. Just yeah, kidding. False alarm, guys. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Between Two Butts with the number two on Twitter, which I don't even know if our Twitter thing is still active. I mean, Tice handles that. So I keep saying Twitter, but. Yeah, I don't know. Some, you know, fans, listeners, you got to make it active. Got to yeah. make it active. So Between we Two Butts hear from you. spelled out. We would that's love the two to spelled hear out. from you. Pass this along oh. to your friends, family, colleagues, and most importantly, your nope. enemies, because listening to us, as you've heard, is a form of torture. Go ahead, Becca. <laughs> also, if you reach out to us through Instagram, like find us on Instagram and private messages. But I don't, don't think send we're me on a... Instagram. I was going to say, be sure to send no. uh, dick pics Don't to, send me a dick pic. I will <laughs> not view them. Thanks. Once again, I've been Jay Tilly. With me, as always, is Becca Harney. And, of course, Mr. Tice Rust. And if you're really daring, Tice Rust. Ooh. Rude. Rude. Uh, rude, 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 rude. Okay. Again. <laughs> <laughs> what has feathers in the toilet bowl? A turkey. All right, we'll see you next time, kids. Uh, Bye. Come on, play, play. There it is. Oh, we're well, not hearing it. You're not. I don't hear it. No. Nope. What? Did you share your sound? I did share my sound. I did Tice share dropped, my sound. Tice dropped the ball. I know. I had the ball, the ball and I dropped Bumble. it. Okay. What's Okay, oh, I, yeah. Never. There it is. Okay. Not that I would. Let's start that back to the beginning, Let's back start. to the beginning. This is what <laughs> editing is for.
I'd keep it in. This is what we edit. This is why we edit, cause things go wrong. Wow, bass voice. <laughs> I like that. <clears throat> now Becca's got complicated feelings. I do have kind of, yeah. <laughs> you call, you found me. You'll have to edit it in, cause when we talk, we drown it out. <laughs> yeah. They know, what, they know what it sounds like. Boom. I'll see you later. Uh, this, uh, Good, good shit that we're standing on. <laughs> good shit. <laughs>